minus one minute. More juice for the hero. T-minus 50 seconds. At the point where we're at, it is a lot easier for new people to get up to speed really quick. T-minus 40 seconds. Let's go! That's a W! That's E1! That's E1! That's a W! How many of you want to eat a W tonight? T-minus 30 seconds. Taking over our camera. I think there may be a penalty for excessive celebration, but you know what? I'm going to let that one slide. T minus 20 seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. This is it right here. One, zero. Back on the quest, it is Andy and Steve, the eBay hitman, Caladesi, back in Chicago. We've got underdog season-long props on all the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. We've got Best Ball Mania 4. We've got live eBay sniping on tap for you tonight based on who we feel is going to exceed the current expectations by the market. Steve, you back in Chicago, man. Yes, sir, man. Back back in chicago and uh you know the weather didn't fall off a whole lot uh thankfully because it's summer here now but uh it, it doesn't quite feel real man it's not it's not real yet i'm still kind of in florida but uh happy to be here man i got the new camera working thanks to everyone uh you know who was involved in making that a thing and uh, as you can see the uh, mic of tonight is the headset mic which was the only one i had for the moment so uh so far, so good, and I'm pretty you, hyped up about some drafts, man. and uh, I'm just hyped about talking football in general, man. Let's do this. Yeah, man. Heart of the off season. Uh, we've we've got some guys that are going up and down in value this week. I want to talk about uh, your audio sounds incredible, by the way, man. I know it's it's a uh, the headset you got on. So this is the new camera that we all chipped in to get Steve, which looks great. But before we went live, the, the audio microphone in the camera is terrible. So we got half of a, you know, the we got half of a good working cam mic combo. But luckily, Steve had this headset, and now you sound like your microphone sounds better than mine, man. You sound like you're, you're, uh, you know, running a uh, podcast over there. Yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, you know, no affiliation of mine, but shout out to Corsair Gaming Headsets. They actually sponsor my buddy, who's a well-known facebook streamer and uh they rock so shout out to them awesome man awesome so you got did 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 you get all your your mail they of uh, the cards that you sniped on vacation <laughs> where's the bag hold on i got home to a bag of envelopes here of cards that i gotta still go through so uh, <laughs> i i haven't quite gotten into it yet but uh but yeah, it's there. It's ready for this weekend for me to uh, to dig into. Let's see. We got our guys out in the chat. We got Derek in the house. Filthy. They're here to watch me auto pick. I had a brutal auto pick uh, yesterday. I did a couple um, puppy twos before it closed. So puppy two is closed. The five dollar big one 
And they did a short time box one today that was single entry, $10, only 2,500 people. I had to do that one from my phone. I was uh, barely able to get into that one. But I auto-picked Steve like in the 15th round yesterday, uh, Leonard Fournette. That's not that bad. I mean, if he ends up signing somewhere, that could you could look like an absolute mad genius. It could it could work out, right? I could see him fit perfectly into the New England Patriots offense as a like Garrett Blunt hammer at the goal line if he's got any gas left. And let's let's be real, man. It's the most injury prone position in the league. He's one bit of news away from being a starting running back somewhere. So hey. He'll he'll almost for sure get a job before the season starts, whether it's starting or not. I suppose that's gonna be the uh the real question my so Ch- yeah chad is saying sell me your mike white rookie autos hector says no me uh he he wants them this is a big play for a lot of people uh we're looking at the 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 difference between tua and the other quarterbacks from 2020 specifically jordan love now at this point i mean Tua is very comparable in price to him still lower than jalen hurts but then you have Burrow and Herbert still in that, you know, 2000 plus range for the rookie ticket auto uh, compared to Tua, who is climbing, Steve. Over the past couple weeks, Tua's stock has gone up. Uh, he was on the thumbnail. His his stock across the board, I was looking at some pretty impressive Tua solds in the past couple days. And his stock is definitely on the rise right now, Steve. Have you seen uh, photos lately? I've heard that he is beefed up. I have not now, seen I'm, photos, but I've heard he's beefed up. I, I don't know if the photo I saw was a Photoshop or exaggeration, but it didn't even look like it didn't look like him, man. I mean, he looked about like twenty-five to thirty pounds heavier, like just man meat, just a solid dude, man. Like he looked like a linebacker. If it was photoshopped, it was a great one. If it wasn't, then uh, he's going to be taking a lot more hits with greater success for sure. That's good, man. Uh, we we want him to stay healthy because if he can stay healthy, he's got a top you know top twelve quarterback upside, and that's the whole reason you know is is, is holding his values back. And you know we talked about it. We like we like to schedule. You know we kind of we know the secret sauce into how the NFL makes the schedules. They play everybody in their division twice. Then they play an in-conference division, everybody in the in-conference division. Then they play everybody in an out-of-conference division. Then they get three unique opponents based on how they finished last year. Um, so the schedule's not terrible, you know? And the Vegas odds for NFL win totals on them, I think was that eight and a half. I think you know. I know myself and Derek for sure had them as Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl hopefuls last year, and pending that injury, that was a very realistic scenario. Yeah, there, and they should have a top five defense. The roster's loaded to bring in Vic Fangio, who 
is one of the best defensive coordinators Look of all at that, time. Out of 99, man, that's a great buy at that price. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's still it's still a great buy because of the scarcity out of 99, auto 10, grade 9, 650, 21 bids, though. So it's not like he's fallen off in any sense of the imagination, right? And it is, in fact, this is what I wanted to point out right here. Just three days ago, here's a rookie ticket auto base that sold for 412. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, I think we all remember when those were even lower than that, when they were in the, what would you say? They got down to around 200 at some point. Yeah. Then Now, this is the variation. So maybe, maybe this is about on point for the variation. But a lot of people don't even recognize that, that little V inside the football in the back. You know, a lot of people look at a rookie ticket auto, and they don't know – the difference between the base and the short print, unless you're, you're familiar with the hobby, you've been in for a little while, you know, to look for these little differences uh, or specifically this little V in the, in the football on the back of it to tell you that it's the short print variation. I think I was thinking about this on the way to work today and Hector chat, uh, in the chat said at the best, uh, he can be amazing, but also he can be, out of the league in a blink of an eye. And I think that that's actually where a lot of the appeal comes from because people like to gamble, man. And it's got a massive upside. Let's be honest, massive, massive upside. And that's really what everyone's looking for. Something like this is really cool. Uh, wow. This guy's got, this guy's got, so is this the gym in 10? Is this the grade on the card? And then the PSA DNA certified is to say that authentic is or that auto is authentic. I believe so. That's that's really interesting. Who is this? Uh, oh, Steel City uh, Collectibles. They're a big sealed wax distributor, man. Yeah, there's only four, there was only four available from the get go. And two and two have sold. That that's a really interesting purchase because, you know, I mean, if something bad happens to this guy, he's not going to be able to sign autographs anymore. And, you know, I hate to say this, Steve, but there's, I hate to say this, but I, I brought this up the other day with Carter and it's just like, it's the, the tragedy side of things. There's actually, you know, cards spike when st bad stuff happens too. You, you never want to wish that on any anybody. Of course, it's sure. not why I would buy the card, but it, it would make you feel, I guess, a little bit better if you bought it from an investment standpoint to say if he set some kind of precedent in concussions or brain research or something like that, that the card would also spike in value. You got to take into consideration like all the information, you know, the team doctors, I would imagine, are not ones to put out misinformation not like coaches anyway from my understanding he's no more likely to have another concussion than anyone else in the league at this point so you know maybe i think honestly the first time they just maybe rushed him back too soon it could have all been like one concussion realistically you know yeah yeah i think we talked about that before they did rush him back really quick 
instead of following the protocol. How about that? Clearly, man, I, I, I would be all over that at that price. 155. That just seems like a good price. Uh, it does. It really does. Uh, I think, especially when you go and, and if we just look at 2020 donors clearly, let's just look at 21. Let's like like do a search like this. Or let's, let's highlight all that right there. 155. Yeah, it seems very good for a quarterback in the top half of the league to clearly exceed uh, expectations this year. And, and then you can hedge it with Mike White. So they made a big upgrade at backup. Uh, somebody that's a lot better than Teddy Bridgewater, who couldn't get it done last year. Clearly, Skylar Thompson's not an NFL quarterback. But you bring in a backup that can ball. Oh, I think I just saw another one of two is up a couple. What, was it like the $210 one? Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of them. Uh, There's a Denzel Mims for three. People hey. still buying Denzel Mims. All right, there's the 155. I just want to see oh my what. Goodness. Oh, that's out of 25. That's why. Yeah, but that doesn't sound right, does it? That sounds pretty cheap for Justin Herbert. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The eight and a half, I wouldn't pay too much attention to i mean you could technically crack that if you wanted to i mean herbert autos are maybe that is right i don't know i i think that that's probably actually less than like the base don Rosado would be i i personally really like the the acetate cards huh yeah that is a, that is an interesting one man they're just oh, being oh, that's... uh faded in as a set because that that one there is a uh, aftermarket auto, I believe it looks like. It oh, happened. okay. Well, they've all been sticker auto so far. So if this one, yeah, it appears. If you, to be if you look at all the card. stuff that there's a lot of Herbert autos out there that are aftermarket, you can find a lot of them on eBay. That's kind of how I pegged that one. They all have almost the same penmanship like that one. There you go. Those just don't sell for as much. Plus, this one's not great. Like, if you had this as the seller, wouldn't you authenticate this first before? I guess you've got the eBay authentic authenticity guarantee, but I would imagine you're going to get a lot more value just having that autograph authenticated from PSA sure. before selling it, right? Agreed. Curious to see what some of the other, like, Bonafide autos actually went for. So, guy Antonio Gibson, still one of my favorite off-season snipes right now. Ooh, that's a that's a nice one for the Judy man. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, and they're they're not doing too bad. Um, Swift out of ten. Wow, under sixty bucks. Your guy Mooney. Okay. Here's, here's our perfect comparison, like we were talking about earlier, between Jordan Love and Tua. They're they're right at the same level, man. I And I want to buy more Jordan Love cards. I just think statistically, the odds are, against, are, are highly against him 
for being really good. <laughs> I mean, the the Packers have a pretty tough schedule this year. And, I mean, just let's face it. They've gone from Hall of Fame quarterback in Brett Favre to Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And now you think they're going to go three for three? Like, do we really think that Jordan Love is going to be another? I know a lot, all the Packers fans out there and a lot of people making the bet on Jordan Love think that's what's going to happen just because of the Packers quarterback history bias. But, I mean, that would be to go three for three like that. Like what other mm-hmm. franchise in the NFL has ever gone three for three on Hall of Fame quarterbacks like that? Yeah, it, it's probably unlikely, but, uh, you know, I think you said it best. You know, ultimately what matters is how they come out of the box. And if he has a couple good weeks in the first three weeks, that's what people are going to perceive his his ceiling at more than anything else. It's just, man, the odds are really against him <laughs> to, to become good. They're really against him. If he ends up being what? like, I don't know. I use this comparison a lot. I used it with Trey Lance, but if he ends up being like the next Tavares Jackson, I mean, then his autos are worth 20, 30 bucks and not 150, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tavares Jackson was another guy that made a Pro Bowl early in his career and then, you know, faded into obscurity. Kind of fits the same profile. So pretty much neck and neck, but you can see in the last 30 days, Tua's base prism PSA 10 has had more sold volume than Jordan Love. It's $10 cheaper on the current trend, about $10 cheaper on average. Let's back up and look at the the one-year chart on that. 3,296 total PSA 10s, 42% chance of the raw becoming a PSA 10. You can see that it has flatlined. So it, we, from looking at this, Steve, we can pretty much say, yes, this is the, the floor for Tua because he's going to be healthy going into the season. And right now, it's only going to continue to, to trickle upwards, right? I mean, it, there, he's going to be healthy. There's like nobody he's beefed up. There's nobody that can hit him in the offseason, right? If he could stay, hopefully he stays healthy throughout training camp and all, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure that they'll, t- they'll – he should be wearing one of those Guardian caps for sure. Yeah. You know, he should be out there running around a Guardian cap. Bubble but, boy. But, I mean, we're looking at the floor for him, especially being lower than um, Jordan Love right now. I mean, they they went to the playoffs with him getting hurt. They, they were enough games ahead that they kind of just rolled into the playoffs – with Skylar Thompson. I mean, that history could have been rewritten had he not gotten hurt. So if, if he plays, uh, plays well and they get back in the playoff hunt, that 55 is, you know, easily a double up. And if they go a round or two in, it's looking like a $200 card instead, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And the Jordan love does have about a 1200 fewer PSA tens, but it's the same exact grade rate. So honestly, I think once you get up into the thousands, uh, I, I would I would argue that the eBay supply is really not going to look that different because there's still going to be hundreds and, and, you know, probably a thousand. You know, there's a majority of these PSA 10s that are stashed in people's collection and then they just kind of trickle on eBay. 
You know what I'm saying? Like the supply, I don't think is ever going to really overwhelm to the point where there, that grade population difference between the two is going to really be a factor. I agree. And, and, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, when you really look at pop reports, like 1000, 2000, 3000, especially for prism, you know, people are like, Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, it's a lot compared to like what a 2019 or a 2016 or a 2017. If you look at other sports, <laughs> I know that Carter's brought it up a bunch of times too with like the Zion Williamson. I mean, I think the PSA 10 graded pop report for him is like 30,000 plus. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's that insane. is over. That is overprinting. We're not yeah, quite there with football like... yet. It's heading that direction, but it's it's definitely not there yet. So once again, 2020 Donruss, super high, 60% uh, hit rate for Tua, 3,400. Uh, yeah, look, you're at the floor again. Even, but you can see how it's kind of, kind of trickled up there a little bit. And then you go to the Optic Hollow, still the pretty much the same difference there, a $10 difference between uh, those those two trends. And the grade rate on this card is interesting because it's a lot better than the grade rate on the Prism. Plus, you get the rated rookie logo. Uh, so, and and look, you have a third of the population there, and then you've got yeah, once again, sixty-four percent grade rate. I so I'm still under the belief that the 2020 optic hollow for quarterbacks is such a good gold standard sweet spot card that can move pretty well. And it's very liquid, especially if you have it in a PSA 10 grade. But even when I go and look at the uh, sold history for guys like Hertz, Burrow, Herbert, I mean, it's very liquid, even raw because I guess because, you know, this has a 60-plus percent chance of getting the PSA 10, generally speaking, on the raw ones. I don't know if you remember, but late last season, there was, like, a massive price spike on base uh, mosaics for quarterbacks. Base mosaics? In specifically in PSA 10 condition? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very interesting. Well, I I would get it in PSA 10 condition. I mean, I I know that Mosaic, Steve, like the way I rank them now. There's one right there. Yeah. Check that Herbert right here. Yeah, let's see what the pop on that thing is. This is the base Mosaic. 45%. Look at the pop, dude. 5,400 for Herbert compared to. I wonder how that compares to his prism, though. Because you gotta you gotta remember he was an early bust yeah. bust out, so there's probably way more graded of him than the other quarterbacks. Um let's his see. prism's gotta be up there somewhere. His prism, yeah, it's gonna be up closer yeah, to the top. I'd say around five K again, probably. Yeah, yep, fifty two hundred. Look at the terrible grade hit rate on the tens there. Yeah, 50, 52, 76, 875. Not, not good. Uh, Burrow has eclipsed that, though. 62. Better better hit rate. 
about neck and neck with the eights or the tens and the nines and then the eights 672 yeah a little bit better success on the burrows and then the the tua 3296 about about half there of, of burrow you know yeah, if, if uh you know if uh, tua pans out if jordan love pans out you think people look back at this draft class, Andy, as like maybe one of the best of all time? Yeah, I do. Yeah, especially when you add in the fact that uh, Justin Jefferson came out of this draft class, T. Higgins. You know, we'll see what Jerry Judy does this year. Uh, Brandon IU came out of this draft class. Jonathan Taylor, you know, so much talent came out of this 2020 draft class. That's why I think the the price of the sealed wax continue to still go up now. It's just like a, it's like having a IRA or something, you know. It's like a <laughs> no, it's not a joke. Mutual man. fund of of Microsoft. You Imagine know, having Apple. like an unopened box or case of like twenty twenty national treasures, man. That's a, you just put that in a vault somewhere and hang on to it. So yeah, when you look at this, it's like okay, two is at is at the floor. If all things considered equal, they they stay healthy. There's a higher confidence level in Tua with the current weapons under Mike McDaniel's, with how good the defense also is. That he is actually much better than Jordan Love in 2023, and can exceed expectations in a pretty big way. You know, so it's like, uh, I think that if if you're deciding between Tua and Jordan Love, the the I mean, obviously do whatever you want, but I, I'm personally I'm gonna lean towards Tua. I'm gonna lean towards Tua because I think the upside is there's a higher confidence to the the level of upside that we could potentially see. The thing with Tua is that you know he's good already. You know, he's got elite upside. His only downside is his injuries. Love still has to prove he's good. You don't know that he's not injury prone because he hasn't really played. So I think there is more negatives uh, in love at the at the same price point. So then if you make the two a play, then you just hedge it with some Mike Whites then, right? Just like the chat says. There may not Hector be a <laughs> there may not be a backup QB that spikes in value as often as Mike White. We've seen it twice in two years now. Hector Hector says he'll buy the golf autos. So I'm not gonna okay. lie, I tried I tried to buy a couple in the past couple weeks, man, and the prices are are going up. You can't sneak a bid in at the end anymore. So there's a big age difference there, you, uh, you know, draft class difference between 2016 and 2020. But let's let's look at what Jared Goff's obviously is going to be a um, population count difference. His prism is silver out of the box, uh, but you, you do have elite first round. He's number one overall pick now in a great situation, obviously. And the trend, if you were to compare them class to class, his trend is a little bit lower than that of Jalen Hurts. Wow. Uh, but on this card, that only has a population of 498, man. dude. That's pretty insane. Now, pull up pull this up that one. Year. 
pull up that one year though. I mean, the uh, this card is continuously climbing now. I bet it was around like yeah. 25, 30 bucks maybe at some point. November 10th, you could have got it for 30 the $35 in auction. Uh, and that's why we say, hey, go go target guys like this in November. I know we're beating the drum for them. And now and now look at him. You know, steady around 125. That's beautiful, man. And that that pop report alone should get you excited. Now, how does he compare to Dak Prescott? Well, in sales volume, he's winning. Prism is up 10% over the past 30 days. And in volume, he's up. His, his optic, this is his optic base, has a 57% hit rate on the, on the PSA 10, Gem at 10 rate. With only 422 so same same trend there even uh, a, a big spike to 123 i'm guessing that was a buy it now looks like there's a little lot here just uh just wait andy though he will uh they're working on his contract extension just wait till till that get that happens because i think that the last few people that need convincing think that they're just going to move on from him and i i still don't think that's the case Dax Prism is actually rebounded. It's holding strong here. Looks like it's actually got some uh, upward momentum now. I mean, we're in the perfect part of the offseason now with the NBA Finals officially over that people are placing their bets on the 2023 NFL season with these football cards uh, so I think like you can see this transaction here, June 10th for $229.90. Somebody did a buy it now and they reached there uh, midnight on Saturday. Okay, makes sense, right? Two two twenty nine. Couple baby. beers in. Yeah, yeah. Couple you know, beers in. Look, look at the look at the top price. Look at that fifty two week high, and that's. That's kind of what you got to look at with some of these things. That's a, a big drop. So you know what kind of capability the card has uh, over 500 is exceptional. Yeah, this was heading into last season. It was heading into last season. I don't I, – I think Dak is, is another guy that um, – there, there, I mean, he's pretty much at his floor right now. I mean, you could argue that the total floor was like around the Super Bowl or something or – you know, just a couple a month or so ago, but I mean, it's going to bounce around. You could find yourself an auction for one ninety one. That's not bad to get into. He's got rather new have. Yeah, well, and and they they with the release of of Zeke Elliott and not investing anything else in the run game, I think this this shows a lot of confidence in Dak in the passing game. It's going to be why I just think just because. Kellen Moore is gone does not mean that they're going to uh, does not mean they're going to regress in the passing game. For sure. Andy, I think there's a super chat hanging in there. Oh, we got we got a super chat. Let me click this. Orin Orin Case. I gotta catch up with the chat. We got Bob. Uh, I appreciate see. everyone for also not scoffing at golf. 
Glad that that's picking uh, up steam because <laughs> nice. we will be we will be the trendsetters in the market. Uh, we said not to scoff at him for a while now. Other other people are just just gonna figure it out sooner or later. Scatterbrain says my Dobbins is questionable. We have to uh, answer some of these questions. Man, I am way way behind in the chat. Love it. Okay. Thank you so much for that super chat, Oren Case. He said, do you, do you see Nebula one of ones from Mosaic holding the same value as Black Finite from Prism? Maybe. I have seen a lot of one of one Mosaics uh, selling lately for a lot of money. Um, I think that one of ones from Mosaic, Prism, spectra i think in the end uh will all be potentially similar in value i think prism still kind of has like the ultimate and brand recognition but i think we've kind of discussed the slide for prism for a little while now i don't know how quickly that'll happen for its high-end stuff but uh we did talk about how we saw it ourselves live on stream when uh when spectra came out uh when all the 2023 stuff came out and uh new prism boxes were actually less than spectra so you got to think that's going somewhere these remind me of a of a genesis they look pretty similar to a um to a genesis yeah it's just got pink and a bunch of other other colors all over genesis is just like purple black and blue wow look these are beautiful uh, man DeAndre Swift, 2G's rookie there. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they'll do just fine long-term. The gap, I think, I, over time will will narrow. Yeah, the, the gap would narrow. I still think the black finite is probably going to be superior in value. Like, it'll probably generally speaking right i think there's there, there eventually there's going to be and there may like to your point steve there may be people already that say no i'm a mosaic guy you know what i'm saying like they say that they they like or they collect mosaic over prism now think think or of it maybe this even way. over select think of it this way uh mosaic came out in 2020 right so mm -hmm. it's first year mosaic also, look at it from other aspects of the hobby. You know, uh, pre-2020, there wasn't many people that would have graded with anything outside of uh, Beckett or PSA. And you've got several other, you know, reputable grading companies, SGC, namely, you see a couple right there, um, that are now considered like either premier and or it's equal. So I would say it that it will close the gap at some point. Now, I don't know how long that'll be, but I would treat it about the same from a personal level, but I know that that may take some time for the, you know, football, baseball, whatever, traditionalists to change their mind. You know, what's interesting. If we, if we look at this right here, Steve, I think we may be able to make an observation. So it, looking at the sold results on eBay, you know it goes back 90 days, right? And you can see the sold results for 2020 Prism 
black finite one of one Dang, is that's 20. So nice. Yeah, it is. That is nice. You're talking about the TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Even the Rogers, man. That seems like a really good price. And that's, see, that's an insert. That's an insert. I get it. Like this Jerry Rice is actually an insert too, right? Because it says Hall of Fame on it. No, it's, uh, it's just like kind of how there there was like okay. the two rookie variations. They put the Hall of Famers with their own header on there. Oh, okay, okay. Did they do the same thing with the Black Finite, or is that actually? Do you think that Sensational is an insert? That's I believe that's actually an insert. So that all, made, all the that autos I think the, are inserts. That may skew the sold results, but what I was noticing is there's only eight results for 2020 Nebula one of ones from Mosaic, whereas there's 20 sold results from Prism over the past 90 days. So that either tells me that more people are holding these Nebula one of ones in their collection versus selling them. So maybe they're, you know, they're. I don't know. What what do you? infer from this data right here i think i think honestly you're, you're probably onto something and i also think that people know that these things are gaining steam and if you can get one for less than uh, a black finite currently then you may as well go for it because like i said if the gap does close you know then you got to steal basically if people are underpricing these things also, this is a 2017 Black Finite that somehow squeaked its way in here. And here's a 2022 Mosaic Black. Corey well, Davis. <laughs> hey, there's I've your also boy gotta put some, Yeah, there's Corey <laughs> Davis, one-on-one, man. Hey, the Aaron Rodgers effect. We're finding Corey Davis, Denzel Mims cards selling. What in the world, man? 20 bids. I know it's the it's the one of one effect. It's the same thing with this freaking Alvin Kamara up here is probably going to be suspended for ten games right here. Uh, but it's like, oh, it's a one of one PSA ten, you know, black finite. Well, anyone else interesting on there? Oh, Cam Akers. Dang, that's not that's pretty cheap. The Baker, Baker Mayfield. Wow. I don't know why all these other non 2020 cards are showing up in the results if it's not just for uh sellers putting in the wrong descriptors there's somewhere in the descriptors you know 2020 prism the interesting thing about you know you talk about volatility you know you talk about the one of ones you just saw like a baker yeah it was a rookie but like it had like a $1900 price tag with like a best offer accepted then you had the rogers for like what 800 I don't know about you, but I would take any Rogers auto over any Baker, even a one of one. There's the PSA nine Jordan oh, Love. Dang man, which is crazy. So here's the PSA nine Jordan Love. This this, this has got to be. Oh look at these two transactions, Steve. That's the, for the, the full net, rainbow. The full that's for rainbow. Yeah. It's not like this is a PSA ten either. This was just a nine. You know? Wow. But it's a one of one. It's the Nebula one of one. It looks like the uh the Aurora Borealis in the background here. Now did they make a nebula for the for the base uh mosaic too? Or 
because you know that NFL debut is technically considered a uh, an insert, right? It's considered the lesser desirable desirable of the two for whatever mm-hmm. reason, but uh, it's actually not an insert. It's just a regular base card, just a variation. Yeah. But I, I what do you think, Andy? I think maybe around uh, seventy five hundred on that thing. It just blows me away that somebody, I think, got a much better deal on this rainbow. <laughs> that includes a one of one and a one of five. That includes a one of one black finite plus a gold plus all these other ones. And you, you've got a 10 here on the the prism black orange out of 75. I personally like Prism Black too. Like me, aesthetically speaking, Prism Black is very uh, appealing to me. I think it looks really nice. Agreed. Like, man, some of those look really, really nice. Compared to this, now I got to go look this up on 130 point. Yeah, I mean, you talk about like, that is a monster of a card. I mean, if, if he. And, and, you know, it could have gone for, I mean, let's say it went for 10 grand even. If the guy becomes any good at all, or even has a couple massive games, that's someone else out there that wants it even more than him is going to spend some money, you know? Hector says, dude, rich people buy 20K lamps. <laughs> it's like these, these uh... yeah, there's some crazy stuff out there. Fifty-five K and Motley Crew records. Oh man. Oof. Guys trying to corner the market. Was one thirty point down? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Maybe we'll have to leave it up to the imagination. Did I mention Steve at the beginning of the stream that Underdog has their season-long pickums? up available for for oh uh, there you go there we go you know earlier i was i was gonna say but we were continuing on our groove there but you mentioned uh correlating about what we perceive a player could do during the regular season with perhaps some prop bets and uh now we can actually do that underdog has put up their season prop bets for individual players. We were taking a look at some of those before we went on, and I got to say, there's some ones that I definitely think are a bit sketchy, and there's some ones that seem like home runs. Smash plays, yeah. yeah. Smash plays right now. And they may disappear once the market bets the over or the under on some of these ones. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's down. Uh. (laughs) It looks like it's down to me. Yeah, you you could always run it through eBay and do sold listings, I guess. But yeah, I guess it would be on the app too somewhere. It just there's only going to be that one. It's probably at the very bottom. <laughs> but I want to look at okay. So let's we've been talking a lot about uh, Tua in his market tonight. Uh, let's look at Tua thirty eight hundred passing yards, twenty five passing touchdowns. Uh, Steve, last year, playing only 
13 games, he threw for 3,500 passing yards and 25 touchdowns. And that's only 13 games. So if he's healthy all year long, then that's an easy over to me. Yeah, true. And you got to think that uh, that's a high likelihood. I think it is. Yeah, I mean, either it, one. The entire, I mean, the, the entire offseason has been dedicated to him not taking hits. They've they've got him in practice with a camera on his helmet and all this other stuff. So, so if you if you do if you take this on Tua, which I feel this is this is a great uh, great play right here. If you're saying Tua is going to be healthy, right? Let's go ahead and make a bet here that Tua is going to be healthy. You parlay that with picking up the rookie cards that we just showed you at value. And then you say, okay, which ones of these receivers do you like to come along with them? Uh, I, I like both of them, honestly. I think you could, if he if he's going to go over 3,800 passing yards, I mean, the same thing applies to Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, in, in he had 1,700 receiving yards last year, and that was with Tua only playing 13 games. So it's like, uh, that's a that's I mean, he should easily hit 1250. Please select multiple teams, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll put we'll parlay another team with this in just a second, but we're just going to look at the plus EV, the plus expected value or expected return of these selections right here for the Dolphins. So basically, if it just like in um. In best ball, like we're going to hop into best ball mania four, if you're making a play on the quarterback in the hobby with one of their rookie cards, it makes total sense. It's actually advantageous to go ahead and stack that and make a play with Tyreek Hill, make a play with Jalen Waddle, both of them, you know, and then make and then hedge your two a bet with Mike White. You know, and here's the thing is. There's a lot of people in the chat that clearly are not into Tua that are into Mike White. So just drop the Tua part of the prop because Tyreek and Jalen, uh, if Mike White plays anywhere near as good as he played you know, with the Jets a couple years ago, he had some massive 300-yard spike games. They could very well still hit those numbers even if Tua's not playing. Very well. Jalen Waddle had over 1,200 uh, receiving yards last year. And once again, that was with only 13 games of Tua. And we know Mike White's going to YOLO. He's going to throw the ball. That Mike McDaniel system is so good. Like we, sh like you guys saw last year, you could plug Teddy Bridgewater in there. You could plug Skylar Thompson. They could look halfway decent, you know. It's like th these, these plays right here are smash plays on the over – now, what are some other plays that you like here, Steve? I, I hearted some of the ones that we talked about um, earlier before before we hopped on. You're and hovering. not all of these are overs. Yeah. Uh, in regards to another over, Deontay Johnson, baby. Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh Steelers. I love this one, Steve. I think you've got – I think you can then go and look at um, Kenny Pickett. So if you go back to the overs, look at Kenny Pickett. Deontay Johnson is a guy that – with his current, current line of 875, 
Steve, he had put up 882 last year and didn't score a single touchdown and only had 86 receptions, which, by the way, was a career low for him going back to his rookie season. Uh, yep. Going back to 2019, like the, 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 the dying Ben Roethlisberger year, you know, he had 59, but then you go to 2020, he had 88, and then 107 uh, and, in 2021, then 86 in 2022, and he crushed that number, this number right here, every year, and that was without putting up any touchdowns, and he had 1,500 air yards, Steve, so that tells you the quality of targets he was getting weren't the best, but that was under a... Uh, you know, par- partial f- first half of the season with Mitchell Trubisky and then a second half with Kenny Pickett. And we know they made improvements to the offensive line. Uh, and this guy is like basically super cheap way to buy a hundred plus targets, you know, and, and Kenny Pickett only threw for 2,400 yards last year on 389 attempts in 13 games. So this number is going to go. He only threw seven touchdowns. I mean, this, this, just got like nowhere to go, but I've been like, this is a floor number for Deontay Johnson. And it may appreciate as we get closer to the season, as more people talk about the Steelers. But I mean, right now this is a smash dude. I'm, I'm looking at, what do you think about the, uh, the, the Kenny Pickett, like parlaying this with the Kenny Pickett over on the past 3,200 passing yards. Uh, I'm more of a naked Deontay Johnson pick. Personally. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have much faith in Kenny Pickett. I think he'll improve from last year, but, uh, I mean, they threw very little touchdowns. They did not make a whole lot of pass attempts. Fortunately for him, he'll be the benefactor of a majority of them. But, uh, overall, I think that if you're going for a six legger, there's definitely some stronger foundational pieces you could put into that bet so you know they're they're in the afc north so they play you know cleveland twice baltimore twice and the the Bengals twice those are all three of those teams going to force them to put up points like they're going to force them to score because they're all going to score against uh them and then they also play uh let's see who their unique three opponents are they play san fran week one but they also play the Rams. So, yeah, they play everybody in the NFC West once. The Rams have a terrible defense group of misfits. San Fran's a good team. That's going to be a tough matchup. And then they also play everybody in the AFC South once. So they get Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee. Their, uh, their unique opponents are Green Bay from the NFC North. And why is it not showing me all the – let me see. I hate Yahoo search engine. Google's so much better. Yeah, I, uh, guess, I mean, get... 3,200s, I guess, not too tough of a number. I just, I don't know. Anything associated with that guy scares me a bit. New England. It's Green Bay, New England, and that's, uh, yeah, Green Bay, New England. I'm trying to figure out who they're – oh, it's Endloss and the Raiders. Yeah, because that's the only team from the AFC West they play. So their unique three are – it's not crazy difficult. I think they have like a middle-of-the-pack type schedule. 
but I'm looking at a lot of games on paper where they're going to be forced to uh, forced to push the ball. And I think that the passing offense here is going to be a lot better. Kenny Pickett's got some mobility. If he stays healthy, you know, he was another guy that got concussed very easily, Steve, that you could say, man, True. he got he got concussed pretty easily uh, last year because um, he hangs in there, you know, and he's – He's a fearless quarterback. I, I mean, I think that I think that he can he can hit the he can hit the over. I don't mind I don't mind the naked Deontay because I think we've got some other favorites here. But I think Pickett could definitely hit the over on that number. I think he can exceed expectations based on where they're currently at. Like his ADP in best ball is towards the end of the draft. Like you can get him in round 16, 17. For sure, he's, um, he's he's even going cheaper than Brock Purdy at this point. About the same. Yeah, uh, I think it's hobby, like in football cards. I think it's just primarily because people know that he's healthy to start the season, whereas Purdy's got you know an uphill battle to be healthy this year. I know we saw quite a few ones we liked in startup, and there was definitely some that we believe would be unders as well yeah like this mike evans for example i'm gonna i'm gonna go under on the mike evans i know he's never had an under 1000 receiving yard season but this is the year i think he's gonna be very frustrated um you I, don't I think they bring back Jameis and he throws for five thousand yards again well if they bring back Jameis, then maybe <laughs> maybe he yolos and but i don't think they bring back Jameis. uh i think i don't think Jameis is coming back I think this is a tank season for Tampa. Well, after Todd Bowles gets fired, and but Andy, don't maybe, forget, Evans could get traded. I know I, he's a prime trade candidate. He's a prime candidate for a team that has a guy go down, you know, and then all of a sudden they they want to bring in Evans right before the trade deadline because we're already like zero and seven by that point, you know. Uh, it's not looking good. Literally, our offensive line is decimated we lost donovan smith and shaq mason who are decent components and donovan smith already had question marks the only decent offensive lineman we have is tristan Wirfs, and they're moving him to the other side of the line everybody else is bad we got bad bad players man on the on the line and we know our defense is paper thin like um uh what's what's his name uh mike edwards and jamel dean they hardly ever put together full seasons. Antoine Winfield gets hurt a lot. So it's paper thin on defense. The pass rush was not very good. We'll see if um, that guy we brought in, uh, what's his name? The the Joe first Sh round draft pick? Joe Sharinka. Well, Joe Sharinka from, from 2021. He's not that good, man. He's okay. He's a project. Yeah, he's turning out to yeah, be a he, project. He couldn't he's get home put a very often down. last year. And He's got Shaq, to put a couple pounds on. Shaq Barrett was hurt, so we'll see what he comes back looking like this year. Um, Vita Vea's on the inside run stopper. We did draft a, a, a guy in the first round to be a pass rush who was comparable to Aaron Donald, but he's got really short arms, apparently. He's got, like, little T-Rex arms. Um, man, his name is on the tip of my tongue. It was – I can't think of it now. I can remember talking about him during the draft. But anyways, my point is our defense is paper thin. 
and the offensive line is decimated. Baker is probably going to scramble out of the pocket and just throw it to whatever guy he can find on the on the right side of the field. You know, he likes to scramble right. That's close to the sidelines. <laughs> That's close to the first down marker. If he doesn't get sacked, strip sacked, or throw an interception. So I've kind of I I want Rashad White to have a better second year, but I'm a little hesitant to put my chips there. And then Mike Evans is my guy, but I think he's going to get super frustrated in this offense with Baker Mayfield to the point where he's like beating the table for a trade maybe by because he's only got a couple years left tops. I mean, he's from the same draft class as Devontae Adams. You know, it's like he's he's only got a couple years left tops, man. So you're saying he'll go to the Raiders to play with Tom Brady again, right? Oh, so is Tom Brady going to be a minority owner player? It it's shaping up as a very real possibility. Honestly, <laughs> it really is. So uh, maybe he's he's you grab Devontae Adams in the end of the first in the best ball draft, then you get Tom Brady in the final round. Is he still on the? Uh, he's still on, on the there. player selections. Yeah, he's still on. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, did you see the uh, video I posted from the Bucks practice in the Discord? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Mayfield was missing open receivers from like 10 yards away. It was really bad, man. Really bad. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, Chad says he's debunked that. Owners can't play. Uh, Oh, man. Yes. I guess we'll find out. I can cut ties. I can cut ties because I like Chris Godwin a lot, too, and he's still on the team. Uh, no, I I'll keep something. I'll keep some stuff, but I can definitely cut ties with some some cards. You know, that's How my about thing. Some, Andy, uh, I'm seeing a lot of overs I like on these sheets here, but I know there was a few unders we saw. Um, the Keenan is Nico is both an over in my opinion. Both of those. I think yeah, Ayuk's Keenan, an over. Keenan is such an easy one at 875 yards. That's that's the same number as Deontay Johnson. It's meant to be right there, man. I mean, this is just stupid low. I mean, we, we just talked about Kellen Moore a little bit earlier. This is what the Chargers brought him in for, for one. Justin Herbert's eight out of seven yards was one of the worst in the leagues last year, which is disgusting for a guy that's got a cannon for an arm and he's pretty damn accurate as well and you bring in just a dominant possession or or, you know the dominant veteran possession receiver played with the hamstring injury last year uh steve still managed to put in 10 games how close do you think he came to this number in the 10 games that he played with a banged up justin herbert not throwing the ball but a couple yards down the field every play uh i don't know close to 800 maybe yeah, he put up 752 receiving yards in just 10 games. It's just this is this is crazy. He hasn't put up fewer than uh fewer than 875 receiving yards, but a couple times in his career dating back to to uh Philip Rivers days in in 2016 and that's when he missed virtually the entire season. 2017 through 2020, he was a 2021. He was a thousand plus yard receiver every single year. So 
this number is just uh, egregiously low easy smash on the over right there we got five we got we got the 20x man i think the is that the max yeah the, the you oh, can okay. string five together and that is the max you can put together i just saw one of the we can always do another one but uh one of the other ones i really liked was elijah moore Oh yeah, you did say you liked um, Elijah Moore's. His number was like stupid low, wasn't it? Yeah, in the five hundreds. I'm gonna put a ten dollar bet on this. That's uh, that's twenty x. Let me. Did I submit it? Let's see. Submit. All set. Oh okay. I'm like, whoops. There we go. I don't know why I've got everything highlighted. There we go. All set. Let's see if there's any obvious unders that we think i think the obvious under for me is james cook james cook well people are uh so there we go looking how do i get back to that all right so james cook i think i did see that one yeah james cook 600 uh rushing yards i mean it's, it's that's fair that's fair i mean how the split, I, I get it. The Bills, the Bills are probably going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. That's like they, that's their mo. They love to throw the ball, and we know that they've always talked about getting the more balanced uh, pass to run ratio. But um, James Cook, it just, I guess, it comes down to what's the split like between him and Damian Harris, you know. He didn't get much playing time last year, and he still put up 525 rushing yards on just a 25% snap share. Now, he wasn't on the field, but 25% of the time, Steve, and still put up 525 yards. 5.8 yards per carry. Pretty damn efficient. That's why I'm actually bullish on James Cook this year. Uh, Obviously, usage is going to play a a big part of that. I, I saw a podcast where they said that even going back to college, his work share was always very, very low. So I don't know if he can be viewed as anything more than a, you know, committee back, which is why I'm a little lower on him. Plus, you got to remember they just got a workhorse guy, Damian Harris. Plus, all the rumors of Dalvin Cook possibly going there, and uh, any other running backs that that could be in the market for a new team. So Damian Harris's number is 550. Ooh, interesting. Evan Singletary last year, now on the Houston Texans. Devin That's... Singletary took the bulk of their attempts. About the I guess we're assuming that Harris is going to take the Singletary role, but maybe not quite as much. And then Cook is going to get a little bit more of a role. Or do they view Harris is on a one-year, $1 million contract? Very expendable guy. They're going to use him, right? So you'd think that Cook will continue to be that that satellite plus, and Harris is going to be first and second down, grinder. probably. Yeah, yeah, their grinder, which solid. I mean, um, uh, if you look at Devin Singletary last year, that was 178 rush attempts and 822 yards. So I know Damian Harris was banged up a lot last year, but he's actually still pretty young, like 
relatively speaking, he's only 26. So he's not too old to the point where he's out of gas. He should still have some gas in him. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'm trying to pull up his... Uh, he's his had a five-yard per carry average, pretty much. About 4.7 yards uh, per carry on average throughout his NFL career, putting up over 900 yards in his best season in 2021 with the Patriots when he had those 15 touchdowns. But if you extrapolate, let's just say 4.7, and let's say he only gets 150. He doesn't even get as many carries as Devin Singletary. That still puts you at a 705 rushing yards. That's an easy over on Damian Harris. I feel comp- more confident now looking at that split and running the numbers there to say that Damian Harris is is got a it's a it's a, it's a it's a higher plus EV play. And you James look at Cook. 2020, he had 691 in just 10 games. He had 929 in 15 games. And last year he had 460 in 11 games. That just seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, he's an expendable asset. They're going to use him. He's going to get he's going to get those early opportunities. He's going to move the chains. He's going to get some touchdowns. Obviously, he's got a big touchdown profile the past couple of years. Yeah, and I like him from from a best ball perspective too. I mean, they score a lot of points and he's going to be the clear goal line back. Good value there. Good value there. This Geno Smith number, man. You add Jackson Smith and Jigba. Second year now for Geno Smith in this system. He's still on a YOLO contract. It's not like he's got the bag and he he's going to be able to sit on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is... This is the renaissance for Geno Smith, and he threw for 4,300 yards last year on 572 attempts. I don't see that number going down at all, Steve. And, in fact, his yards per attempt were 7.5. I don't see that going down. I see that going up. I see his passing attempts, yards going up. And he still managed to put up 366 rushing yards and 30 touchdowns. That was a QB8 ranking, another guy that's just insane value uh, in in all formats, really, because the Seahawks are a good team. The Vegas odds on the Seahawks' uh, total season-long wins this year are 8.5. Another team, it might be 8, it's it's 8.5 at minus 142, but still... When I look at the the 49ers at 10.5 or the Vikings at 8.5, like let's look at the Vikings. Vikings at 8.5 wins, Steve, or Seahawks at 8.5 wins at minus 142 odds. Who are you taking? Oof. Uh, to go to have less than 8.5 wins? Is that the question? No, to have more. Who's going to gonna go over the 8.5 wins? I think it's still got to be Minnesota. Really? Yeah. I think Minnesota's overvalued because their their defense is going to be terrible. And Kirk Cousins, although he's a prolific passer, he makes mistakes. 
and you know it's they're gonna lose some games uh i think yeah. they'll lose yeah i mean look at how many years kc had a bad defense if they can just make it work you know they only had hawkinson for part of the year they have jordan addison now uh, whoa whoa yeah. whoa are you saying kirk cousins is is comparable to patrick mahomes not necessarily no but i'm saying as far as points volume there is still a threshold that defenses can suck and still win games with good for fantasy yeah oh yeah you you that's why uh for a long time guys like drew Brees were like some of the best fantasy quarterbacks not just because he was elite but a porous defense means he's on the field more so that's what you want yeah well Kirk Cousins passing yards at 4,300. Geno's at 3,800. I'm taking the Seahawks over eight and a half wins. And I'm taking Geno Smith over 3,800 yards. Um, this Kirk Cousins prop seems, I mean, seems fair. I, I could see Cousins easily going over this just because how bad that, like, we we're just talking about the defense. I mean, he threw for 4,500 last. He's thrown for more than 4,200 the past three years. Like, that's what, what was his touchdown number last year? 29. Really? Hmm. 29. The year before, 33. Justin Jefferson's rookie year was 35. I almost feel not that the passing yards is that bad, but I, I almost feel better about the touchdowns. Yeah, I feel pretty good about the touchdowns. Um, 30 is like a pretty safe number for good quarterbacks these days. And you, and you add a first-round like guy that's got the, a nose for uh, the end zone in Jordan Addison, you know? Uh, I saw this stat the other day. Uh the player that ran the second most routes in the NFL last year, Andy, who do you think it was? Well, we're talking about the Vikings, the second most routes. Now, I know Michael Pittman, well, he was injured last year. Was it Justin Jefferson? He was number one. Really? So number two, maybe like, T. Higgins? Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Holy crap. Yeah, he, he's a good value for Carolina, right? I mean, everybody else there is so inexperienced or just, like, risky, not able to stay healthy. That tells, like you, a couple, tells yeah. you a couple things in, in the conversation of the Vikings. That tells you that between Addison and Hawkinson, they're going to get a lot of volume, a lot of that volume that was meant for someone else last year. Hmm. Very, very interesting. I'm, I'm very bullish. Yeah. So I, if I had to pick a Kirk Cousins number, it would be on the passing touchdowns because the, the, I'm kind of indifferent on the, on the passing yards, because that's pretty much right out of his threshold for the past couple of years, is probably an over too. This this the other one that I had flagged up is this Christian Kirk one. This is retarded, dude. Look at this. Look at this for a second. They've got they've got the Christian Kirk. They got the Trevor Lawrence at 39.75. Very, very fair number, right, Steve? But they got the Christian Kirk. 
throttled all the way down to 790 and Calvin Ridley at 855 when Calvin Ridley's literally only played like four games in the last two years. Didn't Kirk have like over a thousand last year? He had 1,100 yards last year. I can see that. A couple of these that we've picked, Andy, I believe will be off the board pretty soon, honestly, or they're going to crank them up. I mean, this is just a crazy, egregiously low number for Christian Kirk. Like, people just automatically assume Calvin Ridley's going to step back in. I mean, I think there's definitely going to be a little bit of a, uh, like, an acceleration period. It's going to be a little bit of a bell curve for him. I, I don't think he just steps back in and starts becoming a thousand plus yard receiver. I think he's going to do fine, but I don't think that this number is quite as like locked in. I mean, honestly, you could go under here on Ridley because he only hit this over in his career once, twice, but barely 2019, barely 2020 hit it. And then he played five games in 2021 and hasn't played since. And so we're just expect him to just, Hop back in and and produce a twenty percent target share with and put up a thousand yards. I don't know about that, man. This Christian Kirk number is the guy who's already got chemistry. He just put up eleven hundred yards. They paid him a big ass like he reset the wide receiver market for free agents last year. They're paying him a ton of money. He's gonna be out there a lot, like over over Calvin Ridley, people got the rankings backwards, man. Honestly, I am I am ranking Christian Kirk ahead of Calvin Ridley in terms of production for the Jags this year. Yeah, no, for sure. And if you if they're given if they're given Lawrence almost four K yards, uh, you know, for a barometer, the math is there for them both to hit that. But I think the favorable number is Christian Kirk. And yeah, and, and uh, Trevor Lawrence put up 4,100, 4,100 last year. They got a tough schedule this year. Talking about um, the the uh, the schedules, and I actually had theirs written down because they're one team that I was uh, studying right here. Yeah, so Jags, their Vegas odd win total this year is nine and a half, and they play – the Steelers, Bengals, Browns, Ravens, that's their out-of-conference division. Or Yeah, they're, that's their in-conference. So the AFC North is their in-conference opponent this year that they play outside of their own division. And then they play the NFC South, Falcons, Saints, Bucks, and Panthers once this year. So that right there, the NFC South is, is cushy. And then their unique three, though, are Kansas City, San Francisco, and at Buffalo. There's between the AFC North, between their divisional opponents, between their unique three, and some of those AFC South uh, or NFC South teams are definitely going to turn games into a little bit of a slugfest, a little bit of a higher scoring affair, potentially. And uh, the, the Panthers is actually the Week 17 matchup. And we're expecting... Uh, Christian Kirk, 790 receiving yards. That's just crazy, uh, egregious low, man. Yeah, it's it's solid, man. I, I think that we saw it last year, too, as people start chiming in on those. They're either going to 
yank it and then crank the number up or they're going to crank the number up and then yank it. But some of these are fringe, but some of the juicier ones are are being honed in on here. I like it, man. So I'm going to put in one more and one more. So I love it. Five correct pays you $200 on a $10 bet. We'll find out at the end of the season if we were right. But uh, that's a very fun thought exercise to then take those overs that you basically take on here and take those to eBay, knowing what you know about the card market and trying to find some opportunities, auctions. Which we haven't done a great job of finding the auctions I could bid on tonight, but there are some out there for sure. Thursdays have got... Thursdays have been historically tough for volume, yeah, any, for, for volume anyway. But uh, but on the plus side, Andy, I know we're talking about doing uh, doing a little drafty draft in a little bit here. Oh, I'd love to gop into a draft, man. And and we just did the pickums on Underdog Fantasy. If any of you guys are just hopping in, the thought exercise we just went through, the bets we just placed on the the season long stats over under. It's through underdogfantasy.com. Promo code Quest, as you see at the bottom of the screen, gets you an instant 100% deposit bonus uh, up to $100. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible promo. Go ahead and sign up. Um, make sure you use that promo code Quest, and then you can get into a best ball with us and potentially win $3 million. We're going to do a best ball mania four. Now look at some of these other ADP movers like Alexander Madison. Christian Watson moving up, Steve. Let's see um, how much Alexander Madison moves up now that Dalvin Cook is gone. Go no more puppies, guys. Soon. No more puppies. The puppy, they'll, they'll have a, pup, a Superflex puppy open soon. The next one they're going to do is a Superflex. And then they're going to do a Puppy 3. They'll have a Puppy 3. And then they're going to do some more of these small field time box ones where it's like one to three entries max and like the one i did today was a ten dollar entry 2500 people max and the first place winner takes all steve 25 grand so it's cool yeah so if any of you guys are are new out there don't understand what best ball is and you're like how am i able to get into all these fantasy football leagues and still keep up with everything else. Well, best ball is awesome because it's just all about the draft. You draft a big team. They automatically give you the most uh, points per position at, on, a, on a weekly basis. It's optimized. You don't have any waiver wire, no start-sit decisions, nothing, nada. Just draft a team, set it and forget it, and take the money home at the end of the season if if you win. So um, that's that's the name of the game. There's a little bit more nuance here in this big field tournament. This one's got 677 total thousand entrants at the end of the day when the season starts. So uh, we got to kind of differentiate ourselves a little bit, right, Steve? We got to have some correlation. We want to do a little stacking. We want to look at the week 17 matchups when you're consolidated down in the playoffs of this thing to a, a bigger pool. Like we're drafting in a 12 person league, but once week 14 comes, they take the top people from each league, consolidate them down to bigger leagues, and consolidate, consolidate until you get to that final week 17 league 
where you're playing against a few hundred people for that championship of three million dollars. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited to try to make it a little further than last year. Made a made a couple bucks back, but none none of the big cheddar. None of the big cheddar. That that could be this year though. Last year was a first first time go for best ball for me and did pretty well. Uh, this could be good, and we got a lot of the community doing it with us too, which is great. Can't scoff at golf. All right. I'm going to count down from five. If you guys want to get in with us, let's do it. Five, four, three, two, one. Enter. Let's go. Cool. We got a couple spots open, so you get you guys got a chance here. Four spots, three spots. I think we definitely got in the same one there. One, one, bink, 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 filled. All right. I have not got the 1.1 at all anytime this offseason. Dang it, I was hoping to to speak it into existence. Look at that. I got DBO68. That's Derek Richard in the chat. Francis1966. Wait, Francis? We know Francis. Oh, that's Tom. What's up, Tom? Yeah, we know we know Francis. Got Scatterbrain here at the 1.3. Peter Overzet is actually one of the biggest underdog fantasy best ball uh, streamers. He's 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 doing 150 best ball drafts this offseason before the season starts. So shout out to Peter Overzet. He's got a, a pretty well-known YouTube channel all around fantasy football and specifically best ball. He does them every day. He's actually got some pretty good best ball streams. Uh, so he must be doing like best ball after dark or something. And then and then. So you're drafting right after right after the pro there, Steve. Oh, that's late stick. Late stick is drafting right after the pro. Pete over. Oh, I'm all the way at 10. All right. You're all the way at 10. Scaladesi. Little does. Man, we got the 11 and the 12 red badges. So we got one, two, three, four, four, uh, four red badges in here. Derek goes Jamar Chase, not messing around. I think you'll see in this format, well, what I found yesterday, Steve, and what I've been finding doing these is uh, insane value on running backs a little later on. So one stack I really, I really like here is my – uh, I almost said it, but then I remembered that Scatterbrain. Oh, Scatterbrain reaches on CD Lamb. So I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill here because I love love the Week 16 and 17 matchup for um, – look at that. All five top players, wide receivers, <laughs> Steve. Just an avalanche of yep. elite wide receivers. So what's, what's Pete Overzet going to do here? He, he pivots and goes Christian McCaffrey. I mean, how can you not? How can you not? You could make an argument that he could be a top three pick. Yeah, I'm just I, I am just a uh, a little leery of the 49ers reeling him in to save him for the playoffs like late in the season, you know, like they get up in games and then all of a sudden 
They don't use them as much. All right, I gotta I gotta pull up my um, my week seventeen schedule. I still don't have this thing memorized. Devontae. But Miami was juicy. Yeah, the Ravens. They get the Ravens in week seventeen, and their week sixteen was like uh, the Bills or something, or the Chargers or something. I was like really juicy, and I was like, man, this is sick. I put my week 17. So I'm I'm placing my bet on the Dolphins tonight. Come on. Yeah, I just want to get that right there. There we go. Who do they got the last week? Uh, the Ravens, which was like a nuclear blow-up game last year. The the uh, the times that they played last year was just insane. Uh, so Wu Tang Jake's uh, solid start with AJ Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown. ZP goes Bijan Garrett Wilson. I made that mistake. I'm no longer going Garrett Wilson at the turn. Steve, I love your play of Jalen Waddle at 15 over Garrett Wilson. Love that play. Waddle is the man, dude. Uh, efficiency metrics, pretty much identical to Tyreek Hill, uh, though he got less looks in general. But, you know, from one season to the next, that could could even out or it could change the other way. You never know. Late stick getting great value on Jonathan Taylor halfway through the second. I'm a, I'll tell you that right there. Trey area nine nine nine. Do we know this? Do we know this Trey area? Is that a is that a Messiah sighting? Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. I'm on the clock. I can't be auto picking with Pete Overzet and Derek in the same draft room. Oh my God! So much value at running back. I'm gonna go Nick Chubb here. I don't have hardly any exposure to Nick Chubb. I know I'm letting um, uh, Saquon slide, but, I mean, look at this. The other stack that I can easily put together is a brown stack, a nice brown stack. And so I can get those players that value because I think that whole team is undervalued. But look who they got in Week 17, the Jets at the Browns. So I love that matchup, too. And, you know, Stefanski wants to – and I was looking at offensive line rankings today, Steve, on PFF heading into 2023. Number one offensive line heading into 2023 is – take a guess, Steve. Detroit Lions. No. (laughs) It's the Eagles. Oh, okay. Were they two? (laughs) No. Guess who was number two? Ooh, would be number two. 49ers. Uh, no, man. I want to do this. Is just crazy value. I got to get Saquon Barkley here. This is nuts. I can turn down this value on Saquon Barkley. 
It does make me a little nervous. I can't auto pick. Oh my gosh, I've never seen Saquon Barkley go this late. I had to do it. This Browns is so crazy late. Browns, maybe. It's got the Rams, too. They get the Rams at home in week 17. Oh my gosh, yes. Saquon, just that's an easy 20, 25 point fantasy game. All right, yes, the Browns have the number two uh, best offensive line heading into 2023. I feel like they have like a top line like every year just about why is bush leaguer say he just said um oh he i don't think he got in our draft is why he didn't get in that's right his name is bush leaguer's on here how'd you not get in man got that that must have some kind of internet lag what did pete do he went DK Metcalf. Okay. Yeah, we just put, we just pet, placed the bet on the Seahawks exceeding expectations and easy stack with Gino later on and you've got the uh the, the Seahawks here in week 17 Steelers. Steelers at Seahawks. Steelers at Seahawks. So he can also he can also bring that back with a Deontay Johnson, easy Kenny Pickett stack, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth that tied in. Those are easy stacks to put together. I find myself like I get Patrick Mahomes through for 5,200 yards and he should be the QB one, but you have to pay so much for him. He never slides back to the third. And you can get Jalen Hurts in the third. You can get Josh Allen. You can get Justin Herbert in the fourth, sometimes fifth, Steve. Lamar Jackson. Trevor Lawrence. It's like, man, I have a really hard time stomaching that pill of draft drafting Patrick Mahomes in the second in these single quarterback formats even though they are playing the Bengals in week 17 and you do go ahead and lock up that because if Travis Kelsey's going off you made that bet obviously if Travis Kelsey goes off Patrick Mahomes is going to go off you know yeah, it's, it's so, interesting the way that ADP shapes the way that people draft their teams I have Mahomes Kelsey, I think on like three of the ten drafts I've done recently, it just it it just lines up all the time that way. And uh, if you go Kelsey first, like it's almost an assurance that Mahomes is going to be there, so it makes sense. Commanders, he went Terry McLaurin. Dang man, well. Said I was gonna do it. Kirkles. There's Christian Kirk. There's Kirk. Play some of my bets. Where did Calvin Ridley go? Look. So usually, ZP, usually like in the top thirty. Yeah, ZP fell for it at the beginning of the fourth round. 
So, see, I'm getting a big value. When Calvin Ridley goes at the beginning of the fourth and Christian Kirk goes at the end of the fourth, that's a no-brainer, man. I don't know if he would have slid some more, but why why take the chance, you know? And now I can make a late Carolina. I can make a late Carolina play with Adam Thielen, maybe Bryce Young at the end of the draft. So I'm not pressured now into prioritizing quarterback in any of these rounds because I know I get to a, you know, even Daniel Jones is another guy. But it's insane to me, like right here, Kenneth Walker. What a uh, dang! I don't want to get another running back, but dude, this is just a massive tear drop off. This is crazy. I gotta get him. Sometimes you, yeah. I mean, I've I've done it too. I've taken a guy in a position where I wanted a, a receiver instead, but there was just no guys I was really feeling you know, for the next 15 ADP or so. So you can either quote unquote reach for a guy or you can, you know, grab someone better and hope that your guy's there on the way back. I guess at this point, I'm pretty much done with, with running back for the rest of the draft until the very end. That is, that is not a, a terrible spot to be in, honestly. No, I just, I'm afraid of a, a wide receiver dead zone. Look at Peter Overzet going wide receiver again. Chris Godwin, no problem. Tampa Bay playing the um, the Saints, but it's really just the volume play there. Kenneth Walker, though, like the matchup, like we talked about. Seahawks, Steelers in in Seattle, though. Let's see what happens here. These guys aren't letting up, man. They're not letting up on wide receiver. Late stick goes Brandon Ayuk. Adds his third wide receiver after he gets Diggs, London, uh, Trey Area. Goes Kelsey Mahomes. Now he's going Jacobs, Williams, Marquise Brown. Uh, WMI 33 is all zero RB here with Devontae Adams, Chris Olave, Keenan Allen, Jerry Judy, JSN. Hitman. He's got a wide receiver heavy split here after going Eckler in the at the end of the first, which I think is solid play. Gets Waddle, Amari Cooper, nice. So he might you might be after the Deshaun Watson stack. DeAndre Hopkins, unknown landing spot, and Aaron Jones, a solid final year in Green Bay value right there. Oh, Deontay Johnson got sniped from you, man. I know, and actually that that happened last round too. So there's, I mean, when you got that many red shields in the draft, there's not too many guys that are going to get past you. No, it's, this is going to be tough. And I feel like I've I feel like I may have fallen into a a best player available of trap here with the running backs, but. I mean, technically, you can start three running backs any given week. And this is a little bit more uh, yardage and touchdown heavy scoring because it's only half point PPR. So I don't feel too bad because I do have two wide receiver ones and three RB ones. Uh, I don't I don't feel I don't feel too bad. 
Late stick. Nice, man. Nice. Love the J.K. Dobbins there in the sixth. Hmm. Very, Tom, very Tom broke my heart with Hawkinson at 47. I'm not going to lie, Tom. We're going to have words tomorrow. <clears throat> Let's see what Overzet does here. Kyle Pitts. All right. I'm I'm below consensus on I, Kyle Pitts this year. Uh, yeah, I think until they get like a bona fide pocket passer, his his value is limited. And he's coming off major injury. Uh, yeah, I just think there's going to be an odd man out. I don't think there's going to be enough to feed. Everybody in Atlanta, I uh, have a hard time getting on board with Kyle Pitts. All right, there's some, there's some, uh, there's some lingerers there, ADP wise. Yeah, Her Herbert's still out there. Um, man, I got, I got to pick wide receiver once here, man. I got to do it. I know I wanted want. Justin Herbert and let me see is Quentin Johnson out there still or did he go? He's gotta still be there. Oh yeah, he's still there. So I guess I could have I could have made a, a a reach move there. Let's see what Derek does though. Scatter goes Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, uh George Pickens, Quentin Johnson. Okay. You mean he Derek. The fact that Derek did not take Gabe Davis blows my mind. Blows my <laughs> mind. Thought it was a lock, man. Cooks. Man, pick 76 and Herbert's still out there. 20 picks past ADP. I, I think the 100-point regression from the previous year is kind of stinging a few people. Eh? Yeah. This is crazy. Dallas Goddard. I got I gotta go Dallas Goddard, I guess. Uh, it's just so far past ADP, man. This is crazy. This is a really weird draft room, huh? Yeah, no, I like this because I feel like a lot of the ones, the primarily public ones I do. I feel like they're they're all the same guys that are always available, and uh, it just makes for a lot of like duplicate or similar duplicate rosters, which isn't too fun. Obviously, you I've want... never had a roster like this. I'll tell you that for dang sure. I was not expecting Goddard to be out there this late. I wasn't expecting guys like Damian Pierce in the seventh in a single quarterback league. Miles Sanders. Oh, late stick just got the steal of the draft right there. Huh. Man, I'm torn here. Overzet, Overzet went Gabe Davis. There you go, Derek. I'll roll Even, the dice uh, at that point. He slid way too far, man. I know. I like Goddard to be a top three, top five at the worst, at the worst uh, tight end this year because 
you know, um, people people were thinking like that uh, because Shane Steichen was the Eagles' offensive coordinator and he went to the Colts that the offense is going to regress. But in fact, Brian Johnson is the the former quarterbacks coach from last year for Jalen Hurts, uh, being accredited in a large part for why. He, Hertz took such a big step as a passer is now their offensive coordinator. So in fact, you should be more bullish on the Philadelphia Eagles passing game this year. They also lost a little bit on the defensive secondary. So you can make a case that the Eagles are going to play even more aggressive this year. They still have the number one offensive line. Now you've got, their quarterbacks coach is the offensive coordinator. And you still got all the same weapons. And Jalen Hurts has now got all this confidence as a passer. I think Jalen Hurts has a career year. I think maybe his I mean, his rushing was it was incredible, you know, and, and putting up uh almost thousand rushing yards. I still think he's gonna put up probably seven hundred. 750 rushing yards, but put up maybe an extra 750 to 1,000 passing yards this year, Steve. And Dallas Goddard is one of his main men, one of his main guys besides uh, Devontae and A.J. Brown. Those guys went in the first two rounds. As a tight end, for Goddard to go in the in, this late in the seventh, yeah, I'll take that. Agreed. Yeah, he's he's ranked like way too far below some of the other guys that – that have high upside in my opinion. So big value there. Rashad White, Chris Godwin, what are you doing here over Zet? He's trying to take all your guys. This is what happens when you do 150 best ball drafts in the summer. <laughs> Some of them don't go so good for you. <laughs> you gotta have a little diversification. You gotta. James Conner, yeah, you got to have diversification. You got to make those plays that you would typically not ever like think about making. What's Deshaun Watson's ADP? I'm thinking about going ahead and taking. Oh, yeah, we're well past the. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and get Deshaun Watson here. We're going to lock in the Brown stack for that late season Jets. I also like their schedule for the rest of the season. Uh, let's see if they play in week 16. Ooh, All right, Scatter goes, man, he's Scatter's put the hammer down on the running backs the last three rounds with Mixon, Pearson, now Brian Robinson at 94. Wow. Derek is still going wide receivers with Darren Waller, now Jamison Williams. But he did go hero RB with – actually, he, he's actually pretty balanced this time with Chase Pollard-Stevenson because he missed out on Higgins, so he didn't get the full monster uh, Cincinnati stack. But All right. Oh, you're up. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, we got a Rashi Rice sighting. I, I have not picked any Rashi Rice. 
don't know what I'm doing here. Whoops. That was an auto pick. I couldn't make a decision. I don't think I needed Evan Ingram. I don't have, uh, man. I don't have Trevor Lawrence. That he's was still, a bad pick. I mean, he, he, yeah. That was a bad pick. He's an ascending tight end. I mean, I was Duke. You're, you got what? Do you have both tight ends now? You have two? Yeah. I mean, he's That's, a good tight end. He's a spike weak guy. But I don't I don't have like I've got him and Christian Kirk now, and I don't have Trevor Lawrence to complete that stack. It's not the worst thing in the world, but when the, no. the I, I'm looking at the value here in running backs, like the you commanders know, some, here. Andy, sometimes the stack is not possible you just well, do the was, best you can man. i should have immediately pulled up my i should have immediately pulled up my week 17 because i'm sitting here trying to think about who the uh the commanders were playing that 49ers matchup yeah man the 49ers matchup is good well i'm pretty much done at tight end now too let's see I'll, I'd like to have more wide receivers at this point. I'll tell you that much. The wide receiver talent out there is getting thin real quick, brother. Ain't it always the case? <laughs> There's so many taken so early that it's just... Uh, getting thin so quick. Let's see. And, of course, these guys are still hammering them. There's some likable picks available still. Uh, All right. I see you finally got you got Herbert. I like that because you had Austin Eckler in the first, and then you went Tua with Waddle. Man, I'm I'm liking this roster you're putting together here. Then you got our guy David Montgomery. We both love the value on him at 87. And now you tag a tight end in Fryermuth. Love that man. I was torn because AR Anthony Richardson and Tua were both there. And uh there's just I don't know. Richardson's probably gonna start. Uh, but there's still a lot of uncertainty there. So we just talked Tua. I like Tua. Tua Waddle's a nice combo. I had a, quite a few of those last year, so I'm riding it, man. Right on. Smile JP Ryan's yeah, Overzet's getting all his late-round RBs. I like the P. Ryan pick. In Denver, I like the the Week 17 matchup too for the Broncos, Chargers Broncos. So you're actually playing. So see, you could almost I think P Ryan would have been a uh, like a Galaxy Brain pick for you there as a bring back. Yeah. 
My lizard brain pick here is De uh, Devon Aching. Hey, maybe I'm. Uh, maybe this is a donation roster. I feel like I'm. You never I'm, know, man. I'm overlapping. GG. We got Derek on the sandwich. Going to be present. That number may flatten out a little. Mozzie. Who's Mozzie? What am I? It sounds like it's slang for something. Daniel Jones and Kamara. Okay. Kamara, yeah, Kamara at 120 could either could be the value of the draft, but I feel like you have the risk baked in at that point already. And Prescott at 119, Andy. That's that's a beautiful thing, man. The Dolphins are playing them back on the clock. Ravens. I guess I gotta go. Um, Thielen or Chark, something like that. I don't. I haven't got any Thielen yet. Guess I'm gonna go Thielen here. This is usually the part of the draft where it gets a little thin. Like, what is the – I'm curious. Let me minus this. What was the ADP on Adam Thielen? <laughs> 139. I got him at 124. Big reach, baby. That's what we do here. I don't think it's that bad of a reach. I think his ADP is lower than it should be. Yeah, I mean, I need uh, – I need uh, the way of way of kind of – or lack thereof – the way I've drafted thus far, I've got a I've got to reach for guys that got like wide receiver one upside on their depth chart, you know. That that I can get that volume in a late season push. And with him being in Carolina, they're going to play Jacksonville. And with me having Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk, it only seems natural that if those guys are going off on Jacksonville that Thielen could potentially be going off for Carolina. I may make Bryce Young my secondary quarterback here late. He's going to have, I think he'll have a pretty good year. And it's a great stacking opportunity. Nice. Love that Rashad Penny at 130. Love that, dude. Rashad Penny, Dave Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Eckler. Whew, son. Plus, you've got now you've got four wide receivers. I'd love to get like seven or eight total. It's gonna be tough, man. I'm gonna have to go with some late. At this point, yeah, I am gonna go ahead, flag up Nico. 
Yes, Jaden Reed, Hodgins, DPJ. I've got – that's a perfect one for me because I've got um, Deshaun Watson. The problem with my stack with the Browns is the Jets, so I could go like a late Miko Hardman. Yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> I like Curtis Samuel out there. There's Mechie. Palmer, I still think, is a nice uh, volume play, especially if, like, Mike Williams is out or Keenan Allen's out. Then all of a sudden you've got some nice volume there in Palmer, even if he is just an average wide receiver, you know. It's unfortunate that he never turned out to be really good, but... Who knows? I think he's, what, 22, 23 years old? Yeah, he's still pretty young. Let's see. Yeah, 23. Some nice late round wide receiver talent out here. So now I feel like I've settled into the draft, but I wish I would have settled in a little bit, bit <laughs> earlier. You know what I'm saying? All right. Pick 141 here. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. That's who I was just looking at. Oh, uh, DPJ? Yeah. Good value there. Yeah, I, I reached on him. But at this point in the draft, why not? I might get sniped. You got Derek. Even though he's double-tapping Bigsby, Roshan. I'm going to lock down that, that Brown stack. Uh, who is the Green Bay Packers? Vikings? Yeah. Give me that. Jaden Reed. Give it to me, baby. Jaden Reed. Looking extra thick at running back there, man. Yeah, I, I that is one thing I definitely... It's going to be... Yeah. <laughs> if there's no injuries, man, that's going to be the heart and soul of your squad for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I got that on the lockdown. I mean, they're pretty good start to wide receivers. I just... I, I pivoted there, man, into the, the, the running back core. And so I, I'm counting on Jim Kirk and, and to do his thing and have an even better second year with Trevor Lawrence and then Traylon Burks to step up. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins goes to Tennessee. If you were him, that would be crazy, man. You know, 
They're not a contender. I do think this guy, Jaden Reed, if, if Jordan Love can be any decent, like any any decent good, they've got a lot of vacated targets with no more Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. Jaden Reed's actually their uh, second-round draft pick out of Michigan State with a high college dominator and a 79th percentile 40-yard dash, um, who is a guy that has shown he could put up over 1,000 receiving yards in college in just 13 games. So with a 26% target share, he's always had over a 20% target share in college. So I'm actually thinking that Jaden Reed can actually be pretty pretty decent. He can actually be a legit number two. And he could also be a slot guy. He can also be the slot wide receiver and take that Randall Cobb role. And we know those guys produce a lot of volume, Steve. So Jordan Love can be any can be decent. Jaden Reed can actually be a really good value here late. <clears throat> and they play the Vikings in week 17, which is just a, a garbage defense. Yeah, they're going to be – I feel like anyone playing the Vikings is going to be probably in a shootout. The Giants here this late, um, which Daniel Jones is gone, but they play the Rams. You know, I don't, I don't think that the Titans are not a contender, though. I mean, they're a contender every year. We we just often discount them. They don't they don't get the brand recognition, but they're a t they're they're a contender every year, man. I'm I'm targeting Bryce Young late. That's gonna be my my late. Now is this my pick coming back? Yeah, okay. It's my pick coming back. I got two two got two questers. At two trailblazers ahead of me here. So Overzet finally gets his. Okay. There's a guy that's had a little back steam, little steam in camp lately. He loves to take uh, a late Taekwon Thor, and he's actually what motivated me to take a closer look at Taekwon. And Taekwon is definitely one of my favorite like wide receiver flips in the hobby to make because the guy is so electric and he plays for the Patriots and he's so young and he's got that spike week potential written all over him. I don't think I need to reach on a, I think what I do here is just go ahead and take Hodgins. Yeah. Just go ahead and take Hodgins or Hardman Hodgins or Hardman, but we'll just take Hodgins. Hodgins is actually on the depth chart right now, the wide receiver one for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, any any of those guys can go off any week. Oh, man, yeah. hell, hell just froze over, Andy. What Herb happened? Smith was selected by Derek Richard. Derek I never thought, never thought I would say that sentence in Holy my entire life. Holy shit. <laughs> is this it? Am he I dreaming? Chat, 
I love it, man. I love it. Dude no, I have, said uh, the Titans are not a contender, Bush Leaguer, uh, to make the to make the playoffs or to win the whole thing. Oh, they're always a playoff contender. I don't. I don't. Uh -oh. I, I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl contender, but they are in the hunt every year. I think if it wasn't for the QB issue last year with the injuries, I think they're in. There's my play, man. My rookie QB. My short king, as Filthy says. This short king. Stafford's not terrible, but I have nobody to stack him with. And I I I would prefer, much prefer to have somebody to stack him with. So this is coming together with uh, four four wide receivers in the last five picks, Steve. What's over is that doing? Rashid Shahid. The modern day uh, – who's that guy's name? There was a guy when Breeze was playing that reminded me of Devery Henderson, if you remember that guy. No. But I, I see what he's doing here. He's going with uh, a Tampa Bay, uh, New Orleans stack correlation by taking Chris Godwin, uh, Rashad White, and then coming back and getting Rashid Shahid. He's probably going to get Baker Mayfield here at the end of the draft as his, uh, as his second quarterback at the very end. Whoa. My all-time sleeper. I think if Irv Smith can stay healthy, he's got – yeah, he'll have a great season. I mean, not – it'll be around the same level as Hayden Hurst. I don't see him ever having a better season than Hayden Hurst did last year. And Hayden Hurst, I mean, for all accounts, balled out, you know. Uh, if you look at his whole career, I mean, Hayden Hurst – Hayden Hurst is actually on the Panthers now. Might take a third tight end here. Is Hayden Hurst still out there? Oh, I'm sure. Probably still out there, man. That's crazy. I might go with Hayden Hurst. You know, the Panthers actually play, paid him a pretty big contract, too. He put up 439 last year and two touchdowns on just 358 air yards. So he generated a ton of yak. Um, and he actually finished the final two weeks, Steve. Well, that was the playoffs. I was looking at uh, – he had a nice little week 12 there, tight end 10, tight end 8 in week 7, tight end 5 in week 5. Trey Area, 999, double taps the San Francisco quarterbacks. Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Didn't draft the starter yet, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Wow. Darnold in the house, baby. 
the bold <laughs> prediction. Could he get the bust out with Burrow? Oh, yeah, Irv Smith is a pretty athletic player and unfortunately has been very injury prone. But uh, going to that offense can be uh, a pretty big deal. I don't know. He's got Terry McLaurin. He queued him up. He must have been talking about him. Overs that gets Sam Howell in the uh, 16th. All right. I'm back up. Come on. Uh, definitely am going back. Miko here. Cued him up to make it easy on myself. I think this is the point in the draft where, like, uh, it's Snipe City. There's only a handful of really solid dudes left. Yeah, I've got eight wide receivers, man. I've actually got more wide receivers at this point than Derek, believe it or not. It's hard Tim to believe. Patrick. It's a solid okay. A-Rob, Marvin Jones. I'm back on the clock once again. Jasicki for New England is a very interesting one when you look at the Week 17 matchup for the Patriots at the Bills. Um, I also, yeah, I think I'll, I'll end up sticking with Terrace Marshall, but I just want to look at some of these. Yeah, I'll stick with Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall is also the guy early in the process right now that's having the best chemistry, apparently, according to beat reporters with Bryce Young. Okay. He's actually the guy that I wrote up as the, 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 the auction sniper for this year with Bryce Young. And the main reason for that is, Steve, Again, he had the injury concerns, but he had incredible depth chart competition at, at LSU with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I mean, it's insane. The guy's got the speed. Now, we don't, like, you know what I'm saying? So he's got the speed, and this year it's his biggest opportunity yet with DJ Moore out, and he's the guy that's been there already. You know, like, he's the guy they drafted. He's the guy that's been there. He's got rookie cards in Carolina uniforms, and he's already early in the process getting the buzz with, you know, in, in terms of the chemistry with Bryce Young. So I don't think that he'll necessarily live up to, like, whole season expectations, but I think he'll have some spike weeks, and I think that he'll have hype going into the season. So for me, he's like a, he's a flip in preseason. You know what I'm saying? Because of the buzz around Bryce Young and the beat reports coming out that Terrace Marshall is his guy, I think he's a he's a flip. You know, even though it's it, Adam Thielen could easily have the best season with with uh, with Bryce. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that I don't know if any one of those guys really runs away with it. They have three weapons that are not vastly different in talent. 
I think target leader is going to still be Thielen, but I think that Marshall on the outside is going to probably be the deep ball threat. Chark, I, Chark and Marshall, both of those guys. Uh, Izzy. I think there's no way that my guy falls to me here at the end, but we'll see. Overzet actually went with the third quarterback in Ritter. Gotta love Late a couple dart going. throw running backs at the end, man. Look at look at Late Stick going old uh, Mr. Professional wide receiver before last year, Robert Woods. We used to love Robert Woods. Kenny Pickett in the final round for late stick. Okay, Pierre Strong. Okay, all right. Bingo, bango, bongo. Sorry, Derek. Chase Brown is mine. Bam. Steal of the draft. Love me some rookie Chase Brown. I think Chase Brown is going to be pretty good. And there's, a, I still think there's a decent chance that Joe Mixon, as you know, there's no more P Ryan. Chris Evans not as good as people thought he was going to be. Chase Brown is the all-purpose skill set. He's got an 89 percentile high-adjusted speed score, 92nd percentile 40-yard dash, 95th percentile burst and a 42% college dominator from Illinois. Go watch the Chase Brown film from Illinois. The guy is 5'10", 209, and he's got juice, man. He also hit 25 reps on the bench press, 225. That's 86 percentile bench press score. He's strong. He's got some serious juice. I like this guy, Chase Brown, in a Cincinnati Bengals freaking offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, if if Mixon does get hurt or suspended, I mean they're going to use a guy that can that has the frame to block. Uh, yeah. So un- so unless they you know sign Lenny or, or another uh, Zeke or somebody like that, you know you got to think he's the next man up. Michael Wilson. Okay. Yeah, and it's like Joe Mixon hasn't actually been a, a had a clean bill of health, you know, over his career. Last year he did pretty good, played 15 games. Year before 16, year before six, he's always missing a couple games here and there. You know what the, I'm saying? The wild thing though is if he doesn't get suspended and he plays every game, his value at ADP is almost got to be one of the best in the entire player pool. Well, yes, I agree at ADP, but he is turning 27. And I don't know if you know this, but last year he had almost his worst season in terms of efficiency at just 3.9 yards per carry. He got there through volume, and he also had 60 receptions, you know? Yeah, I mean, that that line, bro, like, That they, they improved that line, and it was worse. You know. Oh yeah, and in, in, in terms of run blocking, 
I get it, but Joe Mixon, he, he was, he was, I mean, he had his spike game, right? He had his, his, uh, five touchdown game, um, in, in week nine against Carolina. He had his 55 fantasy points where he went 211 yards and five touchdowns. But there were a lot of games where he was finishing outside the top 20 as well, where, yeah. It, no, it was sure. because he couldn't generate any yards himself. Like he was just not generating yards. He wasn't making the jukes. He wasn't invading the tackles. The breakaway runs weren't there, which is odd for a team that has such good receiving weapons and such a good quarterback, as good as Burrow, Chase, and her um, uh, Higgins and Tyler Boyd were last year. It's odd that that didn't free up um, any lanes for – Joe Mixon. I'm just saying the guy's about to be 27 years old. It seems like he's on the decline, especially now with the off-field stuff going on. No, his head's obviously not in the right spot. He may be on the decline. And this Chase Brown cat, I'm telling you, he's gonna steal his damn lunch if he ain't careful. You can see they made some adjustments, though. I mean, so he played 14 instead of 16 games. Not bad. Uh, but 75 receiving targets with 60 receptions. So they obviously made some adjust adjustments to make sure he he had effective usage, uh, even if he was down 3.9 from 4.1 the year before. So still a, a slight regression in touchdowns, but uh, the line was pretty awful. So uh, I think that there's a huge chance that those numbers are better this year. Again, there's always still that risk that he gets suspended, but I think that if you're getting him at in the fifties or later for your ADP, I think you're already taking that gamble at that point. <laughs> I see Voodoo trade, Voodoo rage. That's troop 20 in our dynasty league, the OG dynasty league. He's a, uh, he's a very active member. He's uh, um, uh, very passionate about getting, um, like, in his league, let's put it this way, in his dynasty league, if you don't respond to a trade in 24 hours, this is part of his constitution. If you don't respond to a trade within 24 hours, it's automatically accepted. If you don't at least respond and say that, you decline it or you don't agree or you want to negotiate. Uh, but if you don't say anything, then it's automatically accepted. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably, I don't know how they weren't already on. Usually I would assume they would be, but I'll have my, uh, my notifications on. I think it was Andy, you that messaged me and said that uh, there were some trades heating up. And uh, you know, if you're like me and you're in like, how many different leagues on how many different platforms I, i'm really only in uh sleeper with uh you know with you guys from the discord so if you guys send me a trade offer man holler at me in the discord i check that every day but i don't really check sleeper every day so but uh yeah man you can clown me but won both leagues last year so got you on that one <laughs> that's true you're talking to the champ right here so you better come with that respect voodoo <laughs> just saying oh i love it we got a got a card question here from incendium aquila i haven't seen incendium in a while what's good man 
Uh, do you guys think Mac would have his base PSA 10s go up more with D Hop? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, and, and Mac's speculation got a long leash. alone. Yeah. Mac, Mac has got a long leash, right, Steve? I mean, first round guy from Alabama. He busts onto the scene, took over the starting job in a rookie year. Bill Belichick loves him. Then in the rookie year, he had some really good efficiency metrics uh, in the time that he did play in the second half of the season in a rookie year. Last year was very dysfunctional. He had freaking Matt Patricia calling the offensive plays. Like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? And then you had the the, the twisted ankle with Mac. You had the Bailey Zappi phenomena happening. And it was just uh, – he was living in a nightmare, so much so that he had a therapist, you know, right? He sought outside therapy and consulting to try and figure out how to get his mojo back, how to get the offense going. But you can see over the past 30 days, the PSA 10 data is trending up, up 16% for the Prism Silver, almost 20% for the Base Prism. And these are cards that have a hard time of getting – uh, getting 10, Steve. Well, this one's actually not bad. 50%. It's a low, really rate. low pop number, but that's also the variation. So there's going to be a, yeah. obviously a lot less of those. But I would think at its height that, oh, yeah, eight 900. I mean, Andy, yeah, didn't, I was we, coming did, into didn't, didn't we see a base Donruss go for like a grand at some point? That that was his rookie season, yeah. And yeah. His rookie season, because the base Donruss, before they started screwing up the release schedule, always came out in September, right, as the season started. So you can see going back to last season, heading into the season, this card was at close to $100. So we're looking at the floor right now Man. for Mac Jones. He's got nowhere to go but up. They add Juju Smith-Schuster, who's better than Jacoby Myers. So, you know, I, and I think you now you grease the groove. You bring in Bill O'Brien. I talked about this in an auction sniper article last week with Tyquan Thornton. I think I talked about it last, maybe when you and I were live, Steve, or something, but Bill O'Brien was the former quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator for the Patriots in the late 2000s, 2011, when he was promoted from quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinator, uh, Tom Brady threw for a career high 5,200 yards. So last time Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, they had, you know, league setting passing numbers insane passing numbers i'm not saying max is going to throw for 5200 yards but and and finish as a, a qb2 or something but in the entire league but i definitely think he's going to go up a lot and exceed expectations based on where they're currently at i mean he's got a lot of room for growth now at this point i agree and i think he's a good example and even uh, Trey Lance is a good example of guys that we don't typically advocate for, uh, but it's just proof that at the right price point, uh, that changes changes the dynamic a bit. You know, because if a if a guy's down and has huge rebound upside, that's ideally when you want to get in because everyone wants in when the fire is already cooking. You know what I mean? You want to be the one that's holding the sticks getting the fire going you want to be the at the beginning of all things so you know if you're if you bought in at the thousand dollar donruss rated rookie we already prayed for you and shed a few tears for you but 
if you can get in at 20 bucks, I mean, that's, that's very, very low risk, uh, very high reward. And uh, I do agree with Derek. I mean, there is a little bit to worry about Bailey Zappi. I mean, it's, if this guy is your franchise quarterback, you wouldn't typically yank him, uh, put another guy in. So there's at least some concern, no doubt. But uh, I think for the most part, they're going to give him every opportunity to keep the job. People are down on the Patriots right now. The Vegas odds are seven and a half wins. That's lower than the Broncos. That is, you know, um, pretty much the same as like the Giants, the Packers, uh, the Panthers are at seven and a half wins. And the odds are actually, the odds for, for this are actually plus 100 right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. So honestly, it's not a bad over to take if you think that they're going to exceed expectations at all. They also invested heavily in the defensive secondary. They've got a pretty decent pass rush led by Matthew Judon. He's one of the top pass rushers in the league. Uh, they've got, so, and we know Bill Belichick is one of the best defensive-minded coaches. And so now you bring in Bill O'Brien to try and invigorate some of that 2011 Patriots offense here into Mac and this this new offense. If they pick up DeAndre Hopkins, 100%, we'll see a little spike in the Mac, and with a with the potential for it to go up a lot more. Even if they don't, though, there's a good chance that come September, the base Donruses are now in that range where, you know, Trevor Lawrence is on average 73. Yeah, Justin Fields is 50 now, and we're in the heart of the offseason. When you get to September, the beginning, this could be a $50 card. This could be a $73 card, and this could be a $100 card, you know, because right. the, the graded results at this point for these cards – is got to be slowing down quite a lot. It's three thirty one hundred of them, you know. Yeah, and I I still don't think that's even that that big. I mean, there's obviously a lot no. of variations, but I don't think three thousand is a lot for uh, for a pop count on a card. Yeah, and Mac is and Mac he's got three cards in the top eight of volume, and volume is a precursor to prices going up. So it kind of seems like this is smoke here for some increasing prices on Mac Jones. Do we got? Do we have a rookie ticket auto comparison? Be curious to see that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could find one actually. If you did a, um, well, you know, Justin Fields got all those daggum redemptions, man. Yeah. That's so. That's the only thing that makes it that that makes it tough. But what we could do, let's see. Just look contenders um, up, maybe. Hank Jones. Let's see. Cookie. Okay. The 2021. The contenders. Cookie ticket swatches. Contenders, rookie ticket, auto. Uh, uh, there's a somewhere. swatch. Let's see. There we go. Nice. 2021. So that one. 
that's PSA 8 only? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Let me see something. 13 here. sales. Pop of 53. Um, all right, let's add. Let's see if we can add. Yeah, where do I go to add? Oh, I just type in. 2021. Any contenders? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I just found one to, uh, 275 with best offer accepted. Wow, dude. For an optic hollow version. 250 best or offer. Or Mac Jones? Yeah, 143.50 for base contenders. 282 for a playoff ticket out of 49 in a slab. For Mac Jones? Yeah, man. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Here's a nine uh, optic uh, version, 179. PSA 10, 405. Optic hollow, 152. A, yeah. yeah. There's just not cool. enough data on the rookie ticket auto graded cards for me to. Here's to one numbered out of 10. Rookie ticket stub variation, 535. That seems unbelievable. Um, Interesting, though. I think that if... Oh, man. If you're a, if you're a Mac Jones believer, you might want to take a look at some... Rookie ticket autos at that price, man. That's just so cheap. Ooh, look at that Tua auto. Granted, it's an eight, but 124. Derek says, what have the Pats done to justify anything over seven and a half wins? Yeah, it might be fair. Uh... <laughs> He's sitting. <laughs> Have Bill Belichick as their coach. That's probably the justification. Yeah, I think it's just historical performance, and it's it's got to be nowhere to go but up this year. Uh, I, I it is a tough schedule. I've looked at the Patriots' schedule, but it's like, dude, Hopkins. There's no way. Like, all right, at his stage in his career, he should go to a place that gives him the best shot at winning the ring. I'm not saying that's the Patriots either. You know, I mean, if I were him, I'd be doing everything I could to get on the Chiefs or the Bills, you know, or the Eagles. Like, put me somewhere where I could potentially get a ring at this point. I don't know do what you, he's doing. Hopkins do you think, though, that. Andy, that Stefan Diggs' uh, whole issue might have been because they were thinking of signing Hopkins? Some guys, yeah, some guys just don't want to share the ball, man. We know that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Chiefs, I think, make a lot of sense. Uh, but then maybe, you know, Kelsey's not as much of an outspoken guy. I don't think he would sit the season out. But I don't know if they're actually interested in actually signing him. I haven't read anything about that. TJ Nolan said, who's your high and low on this year's rookie QBs? Who's our high and low? I mean, I guess I'm highest on Bryce Young and lowest on 
I, I, I guess this is – are we going to just, like, focus on the top three here? I mean, the top three, the guys that are starters, presumed starters for their teams. Uh, I think Young, you'd Trout have to Richardson, with, like, Levis being, like, the outlier, outlier, but I don't think he's going to start. Yeah, Levis is the outlier early second round. He's probably not going to start. Tannehill's got too much experience, unless Tannehill just really falls off a cliff, you know, which he has been declining. But if he really falls off, then they 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 probably will go ahead and throw Levis in. Otherwise, no. Um, but if I had to rank the top three, man, that's tough because Anthony Richardson could be so freaking good. He just he just doesn't have hardly any experience, and he's got the experience or, the, or what we have seen has been accuracy issues. Even though he's incredibly I, talented, I think that uh, out of those three, realistically, Richardson is going to be three. He's going to have some huge games, but I think that it's going to take him the longest to acclimate. And I think they realized that when they drafted him. I think two is is Stroud. Um, yeah. Same same situation as Richardson, but just a little less mistake prone as he adjusts. And then I th- I think Carolina honestly becomes an immediate playoff contender. The one thing that Richardson's got going for him is his rushing ability. Like he can legit be a Derrick Henry quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like he can legit go out there and force five missed tackles on a play and turn guys' ankles into dust and have a spike that way. Especially with the the their head coach is Saint Shane Steichen, the former Eagles offensive coordinator. He knows how to, to do a, a run pass option style offense. You got Jonathan Taylor, freaking healthy. It's like you got one of the best running backs in the league with Anthony Richardson. Let's just let's just run him. Let's you know, let's get him going by running the ball and making short passes to Michael Pittman, Jelani Woods, who's like a oak tree, and uh, and your boy Alec Pierce, and then with with that, Steve, you freeze up a ton of linebackers because Anthony Richardson can break off 10, 15 yard runs like nobody's business, and then when you freeze up those linebackers, you give it to Jonathan Taylor, and he freaking he gashes them the same way, you know. I think for fantasy upside, I think that changes the conversation. Just like like Derek said about the rushing upside, I have no doubt in my mind that by year three, Richardson's going to be a force to be reckoned with potentially, just like the Hurts evolution uh, that we saw with him. You know, the same, same prospect with the same uh, upside, but everyone thought he couldn't throw the ball. So for that reason, I may go... Yeah, that's a good one right there. I may go – actually, I'm going to go a little bit contrarian here and say Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud. When I factor in the team scores between the Texans and the Colts, I think you'll get a little bit more uh, fandom with the way Anthony Richardson skyrocketed throughout the combine and the draft process. And I think you you get a little bit more fandom in Indianapolis than you will in Houston because you got a little bit on paper, you got better weapons and better uh, offensive minded coaching in Indianapolis than you do in Houston. 
It's interesting because C.J. Stroud is a very accurate passer, and he's got a little bit of sneaky mobility. He can rush for a couple hundred yards too. Yeah, he, he's got kind of – he reminds me a bit of, of Kyler. Let's just hope he's a little more locker room oriented. AR is definitely more athletic than Cam, but I see I see the comparison. Cannon arm, rushing upside. Uh, let's not He's forget. Just massive. It's yeah. like you said, Andy. The sensationalism that comes with with him. He didn't just shoot up draft boards. I mean, at the beginning of the season, he threw four games, had no passing touchdowns for Florida. They didn't even think he was going to be worthy of a starting quarterback job in college, let alone the NFL. And now he's, you know, the third guy taken in the draft. So, Man, these prices seem pretty good on Mac, man. Turn of the centuries are nice. That is nice. Red and out it's, of 75. Uh, nice little color match, if you ask me. Nice little color match? What? It's got a little hint of gold in there. I mean, if I'm gonna make a bet on Tyquan Thornton, I might as well I might as well place a bet on Mac Jones, right? That's a pretty card, man. Not gonna lie. We got five minutes on it. Let me see if I can um, find a is a twenty twenty one turn of the century red. Twenty twenty one. Turn of the century. I just want to make sure it's going for less than, or the same, roughly the same as like a Trey Lance or something. For the turn of the century, you mean? Yeah, I want to see what what the sold football and the sold is. Because I would, I mean, I think the red has a, some nice color match too with, all right, so the Zach Wilson, $15. <laughs> Devonta Smith, 30 Ooh, there's the exact Waddle card, dude. Uh, 50 That's nice. Sauce stuff's exact come down in Waddle price a lot, man. Look at that, 25 on that one. May 24th, the exact Waddle card for even higher. Devonta Wait, is that Smith Devonta 22. Smith? 22 bucks. Dude, this is why I wrote That's Devonta Smith was an auction dude. sniper target about, what, a month ago? I mean, it. he's lined up because to have just, like equivalent production to Waddle this year. Yeah. Look how much cheaper he is than Waddle. I'm looking at him and Waddle as guys that should be priced the same, you know? And that, that's the whole thing. Make sense to me. That's the whole thing is uh, entry entry point, you know, and, that, and that's a lot why I unfortunately don't have a lot of Waddle cards. They are just so expensive uh, and why yeah. I should have more Devonta Smith cards. Okay. The Trey Lance, 78-88, because that's the college uniform. Here's the pro uniform one, 78-88. So that tells me, oh, look, here's a Mac Jones that went for 133.50 in April. Okay. 
And yeah. I, I think that one was out of 99 also. This one's out of 70. We're going to try and snipe this one, Steve. We're going to try and snipe this one. Oh, Ryan. I am uh, I'm actively about to buy more cards instead of listing cards for sale. Steve, are you going to get in on the uh, on the 100-card the challenge? I saw I've that, got... but I... I just don't have time during the week, so I'm gonna wait till the weekend to, to figure it out because uh, I don't want to set myself There's up a bunch for sabotage. There's one, two, three, myself, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's twelve of us in the Discord through Patreon.com/slash/footballcards that are in on this challenge, and uh, we're all on the race to list a hundred cards in the next by. Monday the 26th. It's till the 26th or the end of the month. Oh, when did that one go for James? Man. So you're saying maybe I should be patient, but that's a purple. This red has got some sick color match. And I yeah. saw the nine went for 155, I think it was. Yeah, the, the nine went for 133.50. So this should easily, I should easily be able to get, look, there's where the Trey Lance went for a 120. And the Trevor Lawrence is like, you know, three or 400. <laughs> wow. Nice job, man. 50 while listening tonight. I don't know Wait, what, Chron what, I don't know what is... that is, but I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. What is Chrono Card? <laughs> Matt Steets. What is Chrono Card? I have to Google Chrono Card. No, I can't be auto-picked on this. You can't auto-bid on an auction. You got to actually place the bid, man. Hey, and free shipping nonetheless, right? Free shipping? Hell yeah, man. This thing looks this thing looks really really clean here. I'm going for it. What do you think I can get this for, Steve? What what should be my winning bid here? Uh, check the time real quick. See what you have left. Twenty seconds. Uh one twenty maybe. If I do one twenty point fifty five. Two, one. Nailed it. That's a steal, baby. Actually, nice. one? <laughs> wow. I didn't think I was going to get that for $5 more than what it was at. We did it, guys. Look at there's one right there for 150 150 Yeah, I'm going I'm to flip this sucker at the beginning of the season. Wait for them to They're sign. Trying to Dion. get 175 <laughs> for their Javante. Hey, look, look, look at that uh, that uh, Phoenix right there out of ten. Where is the Phoenix out of all 10? the way Where on the right uh, in the slab? Oh, look at the how much time's left on that. Maybe I need to watch that one. Twenty-three watchers, Damn. one day, eighteen hours. It's an it's an eight though with a nine auto. Yeah. In a in a, in a plain napkin patch. It's out of 10. I mean, 
I might submit this turn of the century to uh, PSA. This out of seventy-five, because I know oh, if that dude. thing comes back at ten, with with it being Mac Jones, I might be able to get like around September time period, beginning right before the beginning of the season. De- oh yeah, it's one hundred percent flip. No, no long-term hold, especially on, especially on old Mac, but. I've never gotten in on the Mac market, and it's definitely rock bottom right now. Definitely rock bottom. And they got the Eagles week one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this sucker heading into this week one matchup right here. Unless they sign D this week, then you get it listed right away. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna and, and I'll bring I might bring it to the national too if I don't sell it by then. But yeah, if they if they sign D Hop this week, let's go. Let's go. That's an immediate flip, dude. Immediate flip. I like it. I like it. There's a right price entry point for just about every guy, and that that is what that one was for sure. Oh, that, I got a Google. Big upside. Yeah, all right. We got a Google Chrono card. Let's go Google. This could be massive if this thing is if this is cool man if this is a oh it's it sounds like a um scanning sounds like a scanner chrono card a revolutionary system that documents your cards using artificial intelligence our server will attempt to identify your cards and insert the information oh snap Does it like assist you in the eBay listing or what? Chrono card to documenting cards, you know, artificial. Yeah, it's an it's an application that I think you look. It's so it'll actually fill out the eBay specifics. Oh my god, nothing to fill. Everything is automatic. So I think it's basically you get this. You get a scanner. You download the software. You scan your card, it comes through the software, and it's got an API with eBay, uh, you know, like a plugin that'll populate all the information on your listing for you. So you got to buy a scanner, you got to have a scanner, and you got your eBay account, and you'll have the software open, and there'll be a plugin on your, your eBay account, and it'll automatically fill in the the uh, specifics and you still have to know what price you want to list that but man now i am i am a little bit against scanning certain prism cards like silver prisms because yeah i get it with like these cardboard cards based on risk anything that doesn't have a silver prism finish i think it's a great um idea for but if you have like a, a silver prism phoenix or like a you know the wave prism or even some of these shiny foil cards i think that the phone pictures look better steve because it makes all those colors pop and you can make the like the texturing pop on it you know what i'm saying the cracked ice when you scan it everything comes out very flat which is great for cardboard capturing that proper refraction is as we've seen from from one photo to the next, man, massive in price. 
That's interesting, though, for sure, for sure. I'd also be nervous as hell putting my car through a scanner like that with them shooting into a box like that. <laughs> is that, is that what, <laughs> is that's just guy. like raw cards being fired through there? Wow, these these look like they're like 19, 1988 tops cards. So, yeah, I mean, if this is what you're doing with it, then okay. I'd be a little bit more cautious when if you're scanning something of some decent value. Interesting. But it looks like there's got to be a cost for this. There's got to be a cost associated with this. Oh, thirty-nine uh, a month. Chronosio rookie pack. Eight hundred cards of AI documentation. Eight hundred listings with our eBay connector. Um, yeah, I guess you. So you don't need that one. Let's see. Chrono card Pro Lite. Ten thousand cards per year of AI. There you go. One forty-nine per year. One ninety nine per year. Two hundred and fifty thousand. So if you do the math, that is half a cent per card. Half of half a half a cent per cent. card. Half of a half Dang, a cent. You did that quick, Steve. It's in the description. Really quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> half of a half a cent. So half of one cent. Hmm. Interesting. It's not not bad. I might watch like a video demo on it and see. It'd be interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Rookie back helps him less. Cool, man. Look at that. We learned something new tonight. Awesome, man. Fun stream tonight, guys. Fun stream. Covered a lot of ground. Had a blast, Steve. Uh, yeah, buddy. Hopefully next week they got, like, puppy back up or, you know, some of those uh, a little bit more uh, dollar-friendly versions so we can just spam some drafts next week, Andy. Maybe do two to three if the price is right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Derek's cat uh, yeah. contributed to the chat by uh, bringing. Oh man, I thought he named his cat after me. I thought he named his cat Andy there. That's what I read that as. Andy cat just brought a dead chipmunk into the living room. Sounds like something I would do if I was a cat, for sure. Even the cat's contributing to the show. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. I can make the cat auto pick. Oh, that that's just that's a slight, man. If you name him auto pick Andy, I'm cool with it. But just <laughs> auto pick? Just auto pick? Just uh just put something it really wants on the mouse and it'll smack at it. You could essentially <laughs> make the cat draft the entire draft. All right, guys. For Derek, his cat. For Steve, the eBay hitman, Scatterbrain, Ryan, Matt Steets, and all you other good people out there on the quest, I'm Andy. Good luck. Happy hunting. We'll catch you on the trail. We'll see you next time. See, every, see you next week, everyone. Peace. <laughs>